नेशनल पेंशन सिस्टम एसेट्स अंडर मैनेजमेंट और एयूएम हिट अ माइलस्टोन ऑफ रुपीज टेन लैख करोड एज ऑफ अगस्त ट्वेंटी As the AUM was only rupees 3.18 lakh crore in March 2019. While NPS has seen rapid strides in AUM growth, women participation in NPS continues to be low, and this raises concern about the gender gap in retirement planning. Hi there, welcome to the BL podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguly. Business Line's senior deputy editor K R Srivats joins me to discuss the journey of NPAs, the returns generated from NPAs, and the possible reasons behind the low participation of women in the plan. Listen in. Hi Srivats, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nabodita. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. So, Srivats, talking about the national pension system. Recently, it has been on the news because the assets under management hit a milestone of ten lakh crore. Could you explain as to what led to this jump? Yes, indeed. Uh, the national pension system has seen a, a frenetic uh, growth in assets under management, especially in the recent years. So, I would like to give you a sense of how the growth has been with a few data points. so if one were to look at nps nps as you know is a uh, defined contribution scheme in the sense that the subscriber contributes towards this uh, nps account and that corpus over his working life gets accumulated and earns return on those accumulations to give him a corpus at the time of retirement so that uh, it helps him uh, thrive or survive in his post retirement years so it is a uh, scheme intended to help uh, as a retirement savings tool now uh, india moved to a system of voluntary contributions or a contribution based pension system prior to 2004 we have had a defined benefit system where the pension that you get every month post retirement is a function of the last drawn salary and it was not your contributions that went into the kitty but what the salary that you were drawing uh, defined how much you were getting post retirement and it was a sort of a defined benefit scheme the problem with the defined benefit scheme was it uh, was a drain on the exchequer and the government found it tough to finance the pension payouts because most of the pension went to government employees now redefining the pension architecture and with the objective of india to be a pensioned society the government brought several structural changes to the pension architecture with the first step being in 2004 they said that all new government servants who are entering workforce should join the nps where the person joining will contribute a particular percentage of his salary 
towards NPS and there will be a matching contribution from the government. Now, over a period of time, this 2004 and till 2009, in 2009, the government took a decision of opening it up to all corporates and all individuals. Now, that was a very defining decision in the sense that uh, going back to the question on how the pension assets grew, here are some data points. The first 1 lakh crore in assets under management from 2009, it took six years and six months to reach 1 lakh crore in assets under management. Now, the next leg of growth came from four years and 11 months. It just took four years and 11 months for that 1 lakh crore to reach 5 lakh crore. Okay. Now, coming to the last leg of our growth is that the last 5 lakh crores, it has just taken 2 years and 10 months for the NPS to double its AUM from 5 lakh crore to 10 lakh crore. So, that means... In the last nearly three years, we have doubled our AEM from 5 lakh crore to 10 lakh crore. Now, going back to your question as what has led to this quantum jump in AUM? There are principally two reasons. One, both the equity markets and the debt markets have performed very well in the last three years. You might be aware that the post-COVID, the equity indices have almost doubled. The debt markets have also done well. So since both the markets have done well, this has helped a bump up in the assets under management. And the second principal reason why the assets have sort of ballooned is the number of individuals and corporate employees who are joining the NPS system. I'll give you a very basic data point that we today have nearly 49 lakh individuals and corporate employees put together who are now part of NPS. Nearly 18 lakh subscribers have come through the corporate route and 31 lakh individual subscribers have voluntarily joined the scheme so that they can prepare or uh, contribute towards their own uh, retirement savings. So what has happened is the growing realization in Indian society that there must be a pension cover for every individual has led to many joining the NPS. And there is also the nudge from corporates who have uh, asked their employees to enroll into NPS through the corporate model. So principal factor is the corporate model and the all citizen model, which are two different categories of subscribers for NPS were firing on all cylinders in the last two, three years. I'll just give you a data point that in the last three years, 
the number of subscribers in the corporate employee scheme has seen a threefold jump to 18 lakh subscribers. So what is now happening is that both the existing AUM is able to compound wealth because the equity markets and the debt markets are doing well. And there are more people who are joining the system and aligning themselves to the concept of retirement savings. And therefore, you see a huge bump up in the overall assets under management of NPS. Just give my last data point is, if you go as of March 2019, the amount of assets under management was a very uh, small number in the sense that it was only 3.18 lakh crore. So from 3.18 lakh crore in March 2019, we have now in August 2023 touched a level of 10 lakh crore. So you can see the phenomenal jump in the assets under management. And this is, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, given us a hope that going forward, NPS is expected to be a sort of a, a go-to retirement savings tool for most Indians. Understood. So talking about enrollments, as of now, the highest enrollment in NPS is from the Atal Pension Yojana. So do you expect more enrollments from different sectors in the future, as you mentioned now? Okay. Now I would like to uh, sort of uh, distinguish between NPS and Atal Pension Yojana. NPS and Atal Pension Yojana are two distinct schemes. When we talk of 10 lakh crores, the total assets under management includes both Atal Pension Yojana and NPS. What is the difference between Atal Pension Yojana and NPS? Atal Pension Yojana is a scheme which caters to the unorganized sector. As you know very well that India's workforce is around 55 to 60 crores, right? And the uh, proportion of organized workforce is hardly 8 to 9%, say around 5 to 6 crores is the uh, universe of uh, organized workforce. So when you look at the total subscriber base, if I put NPS and Atal Pension Yojana together, it comes to around 6.3 crore subscribers. And you are right, Atal Pension Yojana itself has a subscriber base of nearly 5 crores. So chunk of the subscriber base is coming through Atal Pension Yojana. But if you look at the remaining 1.3 crores, that is the universe of subscribers who cater to NPS. And there, what I'm trying to tell you is that in the initial years, it was government servants and government employees who were participating in NPS. And once the government opened it up to private sector employees and individuals, Slowly and steadily, the private sector is uh, buying into this concept and they are also subscribing themselves to NPS. So the optimism 
and the uh, reality of bump up in growth is coming because of the strong response from the private sector individuals and corporate employees okay now talking about returns what kind of returns has nps generated over the years under various schemes like the central government equity government bond schemes could you elaborate that a bit okay now i will give you a broad uh, canvas of how this 10 lakh crores is deployed right there is somebody who is managing that 10 lakh crores for the subscribers so if you look at the broad canvas nearly 80% of that 10 lakh crores is going into government securities and corporate debt because it is by design the regulator has said that i need protection of funds so the subscriber the novelty of this scheme is the subscriber who puts or who collects the money in the account will decide where is money has to be deployed so if he is a government servant there are different plans for a government servant with the condition that not more than 50% of his contribution can go into equities but broadly if we look at 10 lakh crores nearly 20% has gone into equities and 80% has gone into debt got it so what has happened is the equity markets performing well and pension asset management is a low cost vehicle in the sense that the fees that a subscriber pays for pension management is much below than what a subscriber has to pay to a mutual fund right the fee levels are substantially lower in an nps and that is the charm of nps in the sense that the fees are uh, running into a few basis points whereas in the case of a mutual fund a uh, fund house easily takes 2 to 3% as their fees since it is a low cost product the return that a manager is able to bring to each subscriber's investment is substantially better than comp- competing products so to give you a flavor of the returns since inception the equity component of uh, pension funds deployed have returned 13.5% right this is substantially higher than the average inflation that india is faced which makes us uh, believe that nps has been an inflation beating product suppose you make the same investment in a fixed deposit in a bank everybody will say that we will give you 8% but with inflation levels being 7% the real return that you get on your investment is just 1% there have been years when an indian depositor has even got negative rate of returns whereas if you look at nps the average returns show a different picture that it has always been a inflation beating outcome when funds are parked in the equity side same goes with the debt side also the government debt and the corporate debt schemes 
the returns have been around 8 to 8.5%, which is slightly above the inflation rate. So net-net, the NPS corpus has always, in this last 10-12 years, outperformed the inflation levels, thereby uh, giving a good return or a real return to the subscriber. Of course, you can turn around and tell me that the subscriber cannot get his hand to the retirement corpus today. He will get it only on retirement. But nevertheless, he can take comfort that his accumulations are earning returns higher than the average inflation in the economy. Basically, it's a comparatively way more safer choice. See, safety is a function of your choice. Suppose Nabodita is uh, a person who wants to take risk, who can take risk, who can afford to take risk, then she can look at higher proportion of your pension accumulations to go into equities. Whereas if, on the other hand, Srivats is a guy who is nearing retirement and who doesn't want to take that equity risk, because investing in equities is full of risk, right? So he doesn't want to take that risk. He might settle for a government debt scheme and choose a plan where bulk of the money can go into the government securities, thereby settling in for a lower return and seemingly uh, assured that there is safety on what his uh, retirement savings are generating. So mm -hmm. the bottom line is return is a function of the risk appetite of the subscriber and the holding period that you have to go through and how many years before you want your uh, retirement nest egg to be in your hands. Okay, understood. So now I wanted to ask you about the systematic withdrawal plans. I'm hearing a lot about it. NPS would soon implement it. Could you explain this a bit? Okay. Systemic withdrawal plan is a new feature that is being contemplated by the regulator. Now, put simply, what is system uh, systematic withdrawal plan? Is the current norm is that on retirement, if you have a accumulated retirement corpus of 100, the law requires you to take 60 with you and park 40 into annuities. So mandatorily, you have to buy 40 rupees of your corpus as annuities from annuity service providers. And the remaining 60, you can uh, use it to your own uh, wishes in the sense that you can take a global tour, you can spend it on your house renovation, you can spend it on your children's education or marriage, you can do whatever you feel, right? Now, uh, the PFRDA is trying to bring an innovation into this by introducing a concept of systematic withdrawal plan in the sense that if you feel that on retirement, I don't need the money and I can continue being part of NPS for say the next 10 years or 12 years, you can go in for a, a systematic withdrawal plan 
where you will settle for a mechanism where you might get a fixed amount say every month every quarter or every year depending on your choice so they will give you a monthly quarterly halfly and yearly options where you will if you feel that i have an accumulation of 50 lakhs and suppose i need only say a lakh a month to take care of my expenses the remaining 49 lakhs can continue with nps right so they are giving you that option to remain in nps once you uh, uh reach retirement age and get a monthly quarterly halfly return on the corpus you have accumulated all these years so what is happening here is a flexibility being given to the subscriber who for various reasons one he may not need the money two he may not know how to manage the money suppose you give me a, a crore suddenly i have to apply my mind in managing that well right so how do i if i am not confident of doing that and i feel the nps fund manager is good enough to generate returns i can continue with the nps for say till i turn 75 so that feature of flexibility is what the pfrda as the regulator is looking to implement for the benefit of the nps subscribers so now talking about women's participation just 22% of corporate nps subscribers are women as per the latest data so why is this happening is it because women are thinking less about retirement savings what's going on here see there are multiple reasons behind it so just to give you a context right women participation is very good in a scheme like atal pension yojana where it is 46% right so uh, 46 is to 54 is the ratio between women and men in atal pension yojana whereas in nps the ratio is very low seemingly low i can even say it is low because of several factors one if you look at india the uh, women labor force uh, labor force participation is not that adequate so the organized uh, labor or organized workforce the percentage of women coming into organized workforce is very limited and therefore the uh, propensity to look at nps as a retirement tool is also coming down because once if fewer women are coming into organized workforce then uh, nps as a vehicle will not uh be uh the first port of call for many right because they are anyway not in the organized workforce secondly the other point is corporates corporates if you look at india the number of corporates who have enrolled for nps is only is around 13000 so if 13000 or 13500 corporates are only nudging their employees to enroll you can see the scope that is there several corporates are not coming forward to encourage their employees to join nps for various reasons right they might say that you are already there on provident fund why should you look at nps 
now it is a, a topic for another podcast as to how nps is a better solution than a provident fund because provident fund to put it in a nutshell is only going to address employees with a particular salary base right it is not going to uh, be useful for somebody who is earning into uh, say 40 50000 rupees a month of salary it it may not uh, even though they may be a pf subscriber but the uh, issues are different there and therefore what i am trying to drive home is that reason why uh, there is a gender gap there are several reasons to it one reason being the low uh, labor force participation by women and second is the awareness even if women are there uh, in the formal workforce the awareness levels are not uh, that good for somebody to be curious to understand N- nps right so one is awareness second is the financial literacy level and the third is the corporates nudging employees to join nps so uh, Uh, multiple uh, reasons uh, are there behind uh, this issue and the fourth point if i may add is the socio economic construct of india right yeah a uh, uh, working women uh, would always want to uh, look at uh, retirement savings as the last option it is not a priority for a working women why because uh, generally they tend to use the savings of the household for the household expenditure and even if there is a opportunity for saving that saving is not earmarked for retirement saving it could be uh, earmarked for say a bank deposit saving right see the societal expectation and the traditional gender role you know will most occasions i have seen is prompting women to prioritize the family finances and other responsibilities over their own retirement planning so if you look at it i'll just take an example a lady of a household would always look to if she is managing the budget of the household would always look to prioritize the family finances for the day to day expenses and other responsibilities over their own retirement planning they will not give retirement planning the topmost priority and then there is another issue there is a gender wage gap in the corporate sector which we don't uh, generally talk about right women in most corporates have lesser disposable income to allocate towards retirement savings so this can be a sort of a financial constraint which uh, you know deters them from participating in nps so there are two three factors one the gender wage gap and secondly the traditional roles that indian women have taken up in family setup right and the third could be uh, 
there are not enough offerings which customizes NPS solutions that align with the unique financial needs and the life stages of a subscriber. So it is a very, very uh, sort of a vanilla product in finance, if I call, call it that way. So NPS construct is the same, whether it is for Nabodita or it is for Srivats. So there are no variants depending on the life stages where you can bring in uh, products to cater to your needs, right? So as days go by, I'm sure more innovation will happen in the construct of the products that are available to subscribers. But to answer to your question on why uh, uh, there is a gender gap, principally there is an awareness gap, then there is a gender wage gap, and also uh, the issue of traditional roles that women play in Indian society. And therefore, they tend not to prioritize their own retirement planning. That is a crucial aspect, uh, which is uh, impinging on their participation in NPS. So lastly, I, to wrap up, I just wanted to ask, what should be the solution? I know there cannot be one clear-cut solution, but we need to start from somewhere. Where should the start be? So you have to attack the problem or not a problem. You have to attack the challenge in on multiple fronts. So top of the mind is you should bring enhanced awareness campaigns. There has to be outreach by the pension fund managers and the regulator to sensitize the society, right? That here is a product which could be useful to a, a lady of the household. And mind you, another reason why pension is important for women is in India, the longevity of women is higher than men. And therefore, pension is even more critical for women. And every person in the household, it is not only the breadwinner who has to think of a pension account. Every person in the family should have a pension account. Because what is, what is the objective? That once you reach your retirement uh, age, your ability to earn is going to drop. So during your working life, if you don't save for retirement, you will find going tough when you retire. So that consciousness of the need to save for retirement is not there. And only when literacy is there, when education is there, when awareness is built up, when advocacy happens, and when there are gender-sensitive products on offer and when there is a supportive corporate policies in place will the women participation go up in nps so i have given you four five areas that can be worked upon to enhance the participation levels the message i'm trying to leave you with is that this challenge has to be addressed on multiple fronts it is not enough to wait for the regulator and the pension fund manager to tell you that there is something called NPS. Mm -hmm. You will have to create awareness programs and awareness programs would involve cost, 
right so if you if you uh, carefully look there are other regulators like sebi and others who have an investor awareness or investor education program where they allocate a pro- proportion of the fines that they receive for investor education and they go and spend towards investor education so that they do understand the merits of the product right so the problem here is the pfrda which is already doing a great job should also do further uh, awareness programs bring uh, flexible contribution options encourage corporates to have equal pay you know equal pay advocacy is very important until all these are tackled at you know on a mission mode one may not see the participation levels going up in the next few years okay i really hope the scenario changes and on that note thanks a lot for joining us viewers have a great day thank you thank you for the opportunity thank you so much